the Christmas and New Year holiday period was very different than usual, I hope that it was still special for you and yours. All of us at Edgar wish you a healthy, happy and successful 2021. After the break, we're all getting back into the swing of things and for many, with New Year's resolutions to pursue, the change of year is an opportunity to move things up a gear. I caught up with our Head of Development and asked him what purposeful steps we could take in January to up our games. And as always, we play a short clip from this week's Ping Profile. You'll hear a much slicker production in this, the first episode of 2021, which features the ever-popular Alain Donati from Italy. So let's get to episode 27 of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. Hopefully more or better golf in the months ahead is one of your 2021 objectives. PGA fellow professional Mark Taylor shares some simple tips that can help those getting ready for the start of the season or even for those in mid-season and looking to maintain their form. So Mark, good to get together with you early in the new year. I know that it's a bright, sunny morning, but cold there, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely here in the UK. We've got finally some blue sky, uh, very cold, minus three degrees, but uh, nice for a good walk in the in the brisk air. I'm looking forward to that a little bit later. Yeah, it's a very, very nice day here if you like that kind of weather. Now, as you know, we've got players all over the world. We've got players in the Southern Hemisphere, which are enjoying the middle of the summer. And we've got our players up in the Northern Hemisphere that perhaps are a little bit like you are right now, cold, maybe some snow on the ground. So I thought it'd be nice to just catch up you as a coach and talk to you a little bit about maybe both of those those areas, about how do you start the season, get yourself ready for the start of the season, which is coming in a couple of months' time, hopefully, for most people in the north. And how do you maintain your season if you're in the middle of a, a you know a pretty busy period of playing? Yeah, that's that's a very good question, Tony. We know that golf can be played, you know, in some countries all year round. Some countries are very lucky that they have a, a consistent climate and can and can retain their their playing um, time throughout the year. But uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, we have limited light and, and weather is against us and etc. In the Southern Hemisphere, it, it's the other way around. So um, I think with the with the winter, there's always an opportunity wherever winter may find you in, in which part of the world. There's an opportunity to work on maybe external things, sort of your fitness, yoga, that's always a good, good place to look. We're always striving, you know, with our adaptive golfers and with any golfers, even with some of the tour players I'm lucky to work with, they're always trying to hit the ball a little bit further. So I think we can utilise the winter to maybe get ourselves a little fitter, get ourselves maybe a little stronger and, and work on generating that, that ball essential club head speed, which equates to the ball speed. And if we can put the ball out there a little bit further, uh, certainly for our adaptive players and any golfer, I think that makes the game certainly a little easier. So using that time to maybe increase your fitness is, is, is a good opportunity. I think golfers are able to do a lot more at home than they than they actually uh, actually think. There's, you don't necessarily have to have a driving range or a golf course to, to improve your golf. And maybe moving on to something else you could do in the winter would be looking at the, the technical side of the golf swing. Is you know, I'm a firm believer in, in low point control. That's the bottom of the swing. And that sort of sets up the criteria for your impact and can improve a lot of factors around the ball's trajectory and the distance that you hit the ball, et cetera. And also around sentence of strike. And those are things in the winter that you can really work on with simple drills or exercises in your garden. That would be maybe drawing a line or snapping a chalk line or something and just learning where that club is bottoming out. That might help you with developing your strike of the golf ball. And then looking at maybe some gate drills that might be putting some T-pegs 
either side of the club head, swinging in slow motion. I'm always a firm believer that we need to do things slowly before we do them quickly at, at normal golf speed. But identifying how that face control and how that club is is working in and around the impact area. And these are little drills that you can do with the T-peg either side of the club. You can standardize that. You can make it uh, more difficult by reducing the size. There's lots of things that you can do in that uh, low point and sentence of strike area, which will generally bring you out into the season, into your playing time as, as, a, as a better ball striker. If somebody wanted to get themselves ready for the year? One thing I'm, I'm very much a believer of from many years of coaching is is this journey, and you'll know this as well with your national coaching and the coaching that, that you've delivered, is self-discovery. You know, self-discovery is huge, certainly in, in downtime where we're maybe not able to get to the golf course or maybe not able to readily see our, our golf coach or our support mechanisms because of COVID or, or restrictions. So self-discovery is really just you playing random shots and having some fun and being creative, trying different clubs, you know, altering flight and gaining feel. And this again comes back to that external uh, learning that we can generate. And it's research shows that external learning is actually better than, than trying to work on a, on a wrist angle or a hip movement, or, you know, and this is where our adaptive golfers can really develop with working more externally. So learning to own your shots, you know, that improves your golf DNA. So when you are placed in these situations in a tournament or in a competition, um, you're hardwired to deal with those better. So I think just being creative and, and, and learning to, to own your golf swing is a huge step that I don't think many golfers tend to develop from my experience as much as they could. They tend to get too wrapped up in too many of the, the technical internal factors that really don't benefit them in the short, in the middle, the long term. What about those guys that have already been playing? They've already been playing for two or three months. They're down in the Southern Hemisphere. They've been playing for two or three months. They've got another maybe a couple of months, two, three months, maybe four months of, of golf to come. They're halfway through the season. And obviously it's not quite the normal season that they would have had. But how can they continue to maintain a, a good level or maybe improve the level that they've shown so far this year? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, probably when we're in, in our peak playing time, certainly if we look at tournament scheduling and people are busy playing, we don't want to be too technical. And certainly the players that I work with at elite level, we wouldn't be coaching them too much and it would be more of a mentoring procedure. Would uh, All the coaching and the, the changes that need to have been put in place would have been done in that off period. So I think once you're playing... Um, I think the things that the, that the player can do individually are certainly with the uh, technology and um, information that's available. If we look on the tour and we look at stats and statistics, if we can define some statistics about how we play, it might be the number of puts that you take. It might be how, um, you know, your, your ability to save shots or your approach work or, you know, how many fairways you hit, things like this. If we can just take a record, uh, which allows us to measure our performance. And then from there, we can maybe start to look at developing those weaknesses within the game to help us improve our scoring. One thing that I'm very uh, fond of doing with, with players is the quickest way to the lowest score. Now, the quickest way to the lowest score might be from those stats looking at, um, you know, do I need to improve my three-foot putting? You know, we know that tour players, 96% of the time are knocking those in, but that's a bit monotonous, a bit boring. But if we if that's the chewing the fact that we have to do on the putting green before we go out or in our plan before we play, that's something that we just have to do, you know, and, and, and ident to be able to do that, we need to be able to identify those weaknesses. And another very good one is something called the third shot rule. Now we all 
probably have to play a third shot uh, as a golfer. You and I as professional golfers, third shots may look different from somebody who's maybe an 18 or a 20 handicap golfer. But if we can analyze and identify that third shot, so our third shot may be a lag putt, it may be a putt, it might be a chip. Someone of a higher handicap might have a more of an approach distance between 50 and uh, let's say 100 meters or uh, and that would then that third shot if we can really improve that third shot we, we again another very good avenue to the quickest way to the lowest score so improving your third shot firstly recognizing that what is my third shot where am i consistently playing my third shot from on average and then learning to identify that and then maybe going back to some of the things i talked about earlier to help you develop if it is if you're missing the green on that third shot, well, maybe we need to look at some distance control and some face control exercises, which go back to the low point in face control exercises that, that I alluded to. But I think throughout this period and certainly in the off period, it's almost, almost important that we do have some feedback from a coach uh, that helps us to guide us that we don't get, get lost in this as well. That third shot idea is really going to help me because I've, I've really got to improve my three off the tee because clearly <laughs> that's where I play most of my third shots from. You're dead right there. And certainly for professional golfers, oftentimes that third shot on a par five might be the approach shot into the green and, you know, set up a birdie chance. Or it might be the chip to, to save power on a, on a, a par four. So I guess that if any of the listeners really want to dig into what you've talked about today, they could just give you, uh, drop you an email or maybe give you a call, but certainly drop you an email and uh, maybe get a bit more information. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I'm always happy to help people. I, I'm a bit of a golf geek. I love working on golf coaching and, and developing coaches as well. So please feel free to drop me an email at uh, mark, that's M-A-R-K, dot taylor t-a-y-l-o-r at edgargolf.com that's e-d-g-a golf.com so i'd certainly be happy and if you want to upload me some videos and have a look at them i'm i'm always grateful to get some extra research and have a look at some of our disabled golfers or golfers with the uh, with impairment let's have a look at you and see if we can we can give you some some guidelines on how to improve in either the off or, or during your season Great. Well, thanks for that, Mark. I really appreciate your time. And I know in a couple of weeks' time, you're going to be putting out a development podcast. So uh, look forward to that one. Take care. Yeah, Tony, it's always a pleasure. Enjoy, enjoy your day. Every fortnight, Edgar publishes a ping profile. And this week, we feature the ever-popular Ale Donati from Italy. Ale could conceal her impairment as a child but it became progressively more difficult as she grew older. The big difference when I was uh, 30 years old, and uh, it was a big problem for me because I, I want to hide. I stopped to do several things. I just work and sometimes I, I go to, to the cinema to see movies or restaurant and stop if you would like to read and listen to the full story then please visit www.eggergolf.com go to the profiles card and search Ale Donati So all that remains for me to say is I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Golfer's First Edgar podcast. The next episode will be hosted by the development team. But in the meantime, if you'd like to know more about Edgar or keep up to date with what we're doing, then you can find us on social media.
We are on Facebook at European Disabled Golf Association. On Instagram, we are Edgar underscore golf. And on Twitter, we can be found at Edgar Golf. All of us at Edgar wish you good health, stay safe, and we hope to see you on the golf course in the non-too-distant future. <laughs>